I'm Jodie and I'm a success and leadership coach, self-improvement author and wellness entrepreneur and this is my podcast series, She's Electric. I'm lucky to get to meet incredible trailblazing female leaders and you'll hear everything from career milestones to the worst problems they've faced in their road for success. She's Electric will empower you so that you're going to believe that there's nothing that you cannot overcome. In this episode, I'll be chatting to the super talented fashionista and jewellery designer, Rosie Fortescue. Rosie began her career in the BAFTA-winning TV show, Made in Chelsea. And then she launched a successful fashion blog called At Fashion Forte. Most recently, Rosie has successfully created her own range of jewellery called Rosie Fortescue Jewellery, which is a luxury jewellery brand accessible to all, and she's been working really hard to create collections that are fun and playful. I can absolutely testify to that. They are beautiful pieces, and you can check them out via her Instagram feed at Rosie Fortescue Jewellery. So I hope you enjoy the next half an hour or so. And if you do, please subscribe, rate, and comment in the relevant section of your podcast app. And also check out the show notes and learn more about me on my website, jodyshield.co.uk. Have a listen, get inspired and be electric. So I am sitting in a gorgeous, cozy, very feminine flat with my lovely friend Rosie. And I'm having a little poke around her gorgeous place and there's lots and lots and lots of pink. But actually, first thing, I want to go and have a look what I'm looking at, just for you, you guys that are listening, is a life-size, gorgeous, hot, hot, hot picture of Rosie with her hand over one eye displaying the beautiful pieces from her range. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about what's going on there? So this is actually a gift from a gallery, this piece, and it's, uh, it's diamond dust on it and... It's like, it's very full on. It's a huge picture of me in my (laughs) flat, but I had to own the rights to the photo to get it made. So it kind of had to be one of me from a shoot. And this was from my second jewellery campaign. And I just love the image. I love the styling of the shoe. I love the photographer and the vibe and everything. So, um, I mean, I am kind of all about my jewellery at the moment. So why not? Is that one of your favourite pieces? Uh, Those rings, yeah, are some of my favourite pieces, definitely. And the most popular. For those of you who haven't yet seen her collection, it is all over Instagram. So we'll leave all the tags in the show notes. And they're also, well, we've got a very naughty light box here. What's going on? Like when my dad, my dad came over last night. It's, yeah, you can turn it off. (sighs) I need to change the W is actually an M upside down. So it's a light box and it says, be naked when I get home. And it's by this company, is it BXX Light or something? And basically that is their kind of tagline one. And I've mixed it up a bit and I've changed it, but I always find that's the one that generates like the most fun when I have people over for a dinner party and everyone sees it and everyone puts it on their Instagram. And, but then I do forget, you know, when I just have like normal people over like my dad. And there's that on the wall. (laughs) What does your dad say? He's actually never commented on it. Thank God, it would be so awkward. (laughs) He's got selective viewing. Yeah. And she's also got a a, a super, super hot neon um, that says, check my diamonds, they're flawless. Yeah. So I got that made um, when I moved into this flat like five years ago. 
No, it was actually before I started my jewellery brand, but have always been obsessed with jewellery, and it was kind of a, a, um, yeah, just just something that I really wanted to get made. And so the quote is actually from from my my dad's in the art world, and for, I've got a twin sister for our eighteenth birthday. Um, he gave us these photographs of graffiti, and one of them said, "Check my diamonds, they're flawless." So I put the quote from that into um, into the neon. It's gorgeous. I love it. Thank you. Mm. It's such a nice light as well, the pink light, like in the evening if I'm at home working. It's a really nice sort of happy light. So what inspired you to start your jewellery collection? I have always wanted to start a jewellery brand. Always. I've been a magpie for as long as I can remember. I've got really tiny fingers like my mum, so I always used to try on her jewellery, her engagement ring, her, all of her rings. Um, and I waited for the right time. Like, I hated being on Made in Chelsea. Um, it gave me such bad anxiety. I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do when I was on the show. And I basically just made the money to start my own brand and just used it as a platform and went from there. And I didn't want it to necessarily just be a brand like so many people do that is just a brand sold off the back of the show that's like super cheap and affordable and that kind of thing. Like this was my passion and like my baby and it was, this is my career. Um, So I literally like used the show, made the money and saved the money and started my brand. Wow, that's an amazing story. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, I can't hate on made in Chelsea um, it, it was a great experience but um, yeah the aim kind of through doing that reality television was li- literally just to kind of like say make the money save the money mm. and go from there I've always wanted to work for myself and I've always wanted to yeah have my own brand so just went from there. So can you tell us a little bit about your story and background and Um, how you came to be in the Made in Chelsea show and and what was going on before that? I was at University in London. I was at Goldsmiths. I did a history of art degree. My dad's in the art world. It's like lots of art in the flat. I love it. I love contemporary art. Um, And uh, I did the pilot of Made in Chelsea with Amber and with Francis and a couple of other people that didn't then go on to doing the show. I'd actually been asked when I started Goldsmiths to be on a reality show with Spencer and with Hugo and with a few other people. So it was weird that there was already a conversation there. And then at the end of my degree, I was asked again and kind of we just like ended up doing this pilot. And I mean, I was so not into drama at school not that you have to act on Made in Chelsea but like it's quite uncomfortable like it was very it wasn't very much like my thing but I just saw it with a business angle and that's what how I kind of went along with it and I didn't take a gap year and all of my so I have a twin sister and her and all of my friends took gap years um so I guess I had one year ahead and I thought why not do it see what could happen and yeah I was on the show for like six seven years Mad. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Mad, seven and years. You're such an interesting um, person and so much of what you're sharing now, I'm just really, you know, it's just so interesting and I'm feeling everything you're saying, which always um, 
yeah, I, I just love feeling into people's stories. And even before Made in Chelsea, tell me about the Rosie before Made in Chelsea and what was life like growing up? Was it in London? Yeah, so I grew up in London and then um, went to boarding school at 11 out of London. Um, and then came back to London at 18. Always wanted to be in London, never wanted to go. I was like the only one out of all of my friends who went straight to university and straight to one in London. Didn't want to go to like Leeds and get drunk and like Bristol and just follow everyone and just go to like shit bars and just like gross places. I wanted to kind of be in London and feel like I was in the working world and like engaged with life and the future and not just like stuck somewhere for three years for it to be university. So I actually, so funny. So I'm a brand ambassador for Jo Malone and I actually worked in store when I was in my first year at Goldsmiths before Christmas on their Sloan Street store and they love that about me. They're like, I can't believe you worked in store. So I just love being in London. I loved being at university in London. I love being able to work and make some money and just feel like I was in the real world. So you've got such an entrepreneurial spirit and a business mind. Who do you get that from? I guess I've always, I guess I just get it from my parents. Mm. I've always been a saver. Um, yeah, I've always liked saving and then like treating myself to something, buying something nice, whether it was like a top or dress or something when I was like 16. But I've always had like Saturday jobs or jobs here and there so that I could have that ability to, yeah, save up. I loved that idea of saving up to buy something. Yeah, I so resonate with that because my parents were very much like, well, you know, we'll fund your education, but if you want to go out and if you want to have a good time, if you want to buy things, you have to get a job. Why wouldn't you install that in your children? Like, I've got friends who, like, are just totally just, like, blasé about life and just, you know, 28 and would still, like, take off their parents, but I just couldn't think of anything worse. Like, there's no better feeling than, like, being an independent woman and not needing anyone and working hard and some months are better than others but then sometimes you get to treat yourself and buy something or go on holiday or that kind of thing and that's like a really proud feeling yeah that's lovely and we were just talking about this before we switched everything on how Rosie is quite a traveler this past year has been mad but it's been amazing I've been to places that I never thought I'd go to I just came back from LA and totally fell in love with the place and I'm like catching up on work now but next week when I have 20 minutes I'm gonna book my flights to go back in October um I've got two really good girlfriends out there and their sisters they live together and they have an amazing brand and their vibe their energy is just incredible and I came back to London and I was like ew (laughs) London is so like I, I Maybe I didn't see enough of LA because everyone says LA is so fake and this, that and the other and everyone's a wannabe something. But there's also this essence there that I just can't really describe that we don't have in London. Maybe it was just my friends who I, I was hanging out with, but honestly, it just there was such good energy and a vibe there. And I came back super happy. Like I'd had this incredible experience. And London just seems a bit like cold and bitchy 
<laughs> in comparison. Maybe just because, you know, I had the best time there and I'd started the trip with Joe Malone and then with such a lovely group of girls. And then I had been with these girlfriends of mine, sister who are sisters. But yeah, the energy was just great. So I'm super excited to go back. It's both of their birthdays in October. So I want to go for two weeks if I can. Mm, I love LA too. And I think I totally agree with what you say. I think if you go over there with a purpose and an intention, so much can happen. Whereas if a lot of people go over there trying to find a dream or to chase something, then it's not easy to convert. Yeah, I went there just as kind of like a trip. So I think I went with a totally open mind, not looking for anything. But I was wearing my jewellery out and about and lots of like stores that I went into commented on it. So it's actually just, I've just reminded myself that later I need to email one of them back. Um, But yeah, one of the stores was like, let's do it. Like when you come back, let's do a trunk show. Like we've got this outside space, like we should do a fun party. So something like that to go back and have like a little bit of a work angle Mm. would make me feel not so guilty about being there for two weeks. Oh, the things that we battle with as women, working women. Okay, what gets you out of bed in the morning and what drives you in life at the moment? I mean, I'm currently drinking a juice and I'm on a juice cleanse, but normally what gets me out of bed in the morning is just getting up, I'm really good in the mornings, getting up, having breakfast and just being ready to take on the day. Um, I like the mornings. I'm not a like sleepy person in the morning, so I'm just to kind of get up and go. Um, so yeah, I'm just always kind of excited to get on with the day and get stuff done. And now I've just moved into a new office just a few weeks ago for my jewellery. I'm super excited to like race in there every day, have my plan of what I'm going to do. Um, And it's so nice not working from home and just getting out the house. And this is your first office space? First office space, exactly. So the brand is like, my jewellery brand is like two and a half years old now, but I've just been working from home and it's been so consuming. So to get all the stock out, to get everything out is really just, it's made me so excited for every day. Whereas before it would kind of be like, oh, I've got the morning at home, like same place, same location. So now I'm just like bound into the office and it's just so exciting. Awesome. Do you have anything in particular that you do in the morning as like a routine? I really don't. Like I feel like I really want to be the person that meditates, that does five minutes of something, two minutes of something. But I just, sometimes if I give myself too many expectations, like everything goes out the window. So I suffered really badly from the jet lag coming back from LA. I suffered really badly with the jet lag coming back from LA last week. So I came back and I felt absolutely fine on the Tuesday and the Wednesday and the Thursday and by Friday I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. And I couldn't keep my eyes open all weekend. Like I swear like I thought I'd been drugged. I went to the gym and I went and had a sauna and I fell asleep on the bus on the way home. I never sleep during the day ever. I got home, I literally had to like lie on my bed to sleep and I felt like there was some, like there was something wrong with me. So I did wake up Monday morning fresh this week, ready to take on the day. So I'm going to be going to the gym, that's what I'm going to be doing this week. I'm going to be up early, getting in the gym class, having breakfast, going into the office. And that kind of excites me also that I've suddenly got over, I, the tiredness came so fast and it's also gone so fast 
that now I'm like, yay, okay, let's do this. Mm. I'm back. <laughs> Literally, I'm back because I don't know who I was at the weekend, but I barely knew my name, honestly. Barely. It's so interesting what you say about um, not adding to an already busy day by having these kind of expectations in the morning to have a great day, to meditate, to do yoga, to do breathing, whatever it is that you're implementing. And I think, you know, having just one thing to do, I mean, we just were talking, you said you're going on an amazing yoga retreat. So you'll probably learn some bits and pieces there. So I actually downloaded Happy Not Perfect. When I was on, so I've also just come back from a retreat in Ibiza called The Body Camp, which is like the best week of my entire life. I went two years ago and I wasn't in a good place when I went and I came back the best person I could be mentally and I went again and I went more this time because I've got huge problems with my gut I picked up parasites last year in the Maldives and I'm now I'll like breathe a salad and I'll bloat but then I can eat a gluten-free pizza and not bloat or like one day I can do this the other day I can do that I'm in pain pretty much every day when I wake up and I don't still know what's wrong I know that I'm severely allergic to gluten but I don't eat it so that can't just be the only thing anyway I went on this I went to the body camp which is unbelievable um and I downloaded happy not perfect and I listened to I got into the habit of just not watching because at home here in London, I like turn on fucking Love Island and watch that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll watch some just like crap before bed and that's just not good because I'm sure then you have like really crap dreams instead of having like good, positive, I don't know, inspiring, creative dreams. I'm having really like, you know cheap dreams and cheap dreams just like gross dreams just like not like I don't know I want to be dreaming about jewelry and the future and being inspired and not excited for Love Island tomorrow night anyway when I was in Ibiza at the body camp I was like okay no I'm not going to be watching anything on my laptop before bed so I downloaded Happy Not Perfect and? It was really nice. And I slept really, really well. But for some reason, when I came back to London, it all went out the window. It didn't go out the window straight away. I still have the app. It's not like I've like quit it. So I, I really do want to. But that's something that I, I kind of... Again, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. So when I go to Antigua on this yoga trip, I will get back into it. I feel like in London, it's so much easier when you're away and then if you do it for a week, you really enjoy it. If I try in London when I'm a bit stressed or I've got loads on, it just doesn't really work. I do find if I need to start with good intentions, it's good to do it on a trip. Can you describe uh, a low point that you've had this year and how you've overcome it? Let's lower the tone a little bit. <laughs> I think I do struggle with depression and anxiety. That's something I've struggled with for a a few years. Don't talk about it super, super honestly, because I think lots of people throw it around a lot. And I don't want to be one of the people that is just... 
other people would think, oh, she just throws it around. Like, it's not something that I just throw around on social media because I don't need sympathy for it. It's like my own battle. Mm -hmm. And it's great to raise awareness. I love raising awareness about it, but also I'm not so good at, like, sharing. Um, But I think really struggling with my gut and feeling ill every day really makes me, like, contemplate my sanity. Like, before I found out I had parasites, I was like, am I going fucking mad? Have I created this in my head that I'm in pain every day? Like, that there's something wrong with me and there isn't. Like, it actually made me mentally, like, think, like, you've gone mad. Like, you're creating something because I don't know. Anyway, when I found out I did have parasites and all the rest, I was like, okay, that actually makes sense. It's fine. It's not you, like, going mad. But I think it's really, like, makes me feel shit about myself, my body. I'm bloated. I can go from looking normal to, like, eight months pregnant in seconds. I can barely fit into any of my clothes. And this is for the past year, so it takes its toll. But... There's more to life than, like, being able to fit into clothes. So right now, like, I love what I do and my jewellery is a big focus and that's super exciting. But also, like, this isn't just, like, weight gain. This is health. So I've done loads and loads of tests this week. Blood tests, everything. I'm having um, ultrasounds because the doctor doesn't actually know what it is, but it can be like bloating and stuff like that can also be to do with like your womb and stuff like that. So I'm having loads and loads of tests. So I hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it. It even just excites me that I've had loads of, I had like seven of those things of blood taken yesterday and I hate having blood tests, but it's exciting because it's like, maybe they'll find out something. Um, so I think that's just been a low point. It's just struggling with that. And how have you remained positive throughout all of that? in the last year what's what's kept you going I think the fact that I love what I do I love work I love throwing myself into work but also I have great friends and yeah at the same time like I love spending evenings with my friends but I also I'm really really lucky in the fact that I love my own company and so many of my friends are like hopeless on their own and they're so needy and it then translates into relationships and then they just have to be out every night. But like for me, I just love living on my own. I love coming home and just having that peace. And if I want to speak to someone, I'll call a friend. And if I don't, I don't. So I guess I've got like my happy place now with my home, my office and my kind of like layout. So what's been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? Um, the biggest lesson I've learned is to go with your gut, to go with your gut instinct, whether that be with friendships, with work, with family, with anything. I think if your gut is telling you something, then you need to assess your decision making. If it's a relationship or if it's a work decision, um, 
And I think everything happens for a reason. Like it's so easy to say that in hindsight, when you're in the situation and someone says that to you, you're literally like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear you. I hate this, whatever. But actually I do look back at some like relationships that I've had that I've really like clung on to. And actually you just need to kind of look kind of realistically about stuff. Um, which is so difficult. And there's still relationships that still have effects on you and stuff like that. But everything happens for a reason. And if it was meant to work out, it would have done. And it's just like quite a sad way of looking at things, but it's like also just quite like frank, having mourned and been in really low places over things like relationships. They, now I look back and I just, I, w I wouldn't let, which is great, I wouldn't let myself go back down that route. Um, and hopefully some positive ones are coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you say about, you know, the vibes that you put out yeah. then manifest the vibes that you get back because I, I, you know, I'm on that vibe as well. And I, I think that it's so true. You can totally yeah. see it in your reality and every day, yeah. how it works. Yeah. I also have like, there's some friendships that I have recently where like certain friends' vibes have been so bad and like their goals and what they want out of life I've just haven't agreed with that I've literally just like taken myself out of the situation and friendships just to be like you know what actually it's actually so negative to be around people and I've got friends I've got friends that will like bitch about friends for being a certain way but then they're still there whereas I think I've really grown up and learned and I've just completely taken myself out of situations if people are giving off bad energy and bad vibes I just won't even like complain about it because everyone has a decision. Just like take yourself out of that situation. And I think it's part of kind of maturing as well and becoming an adult and really learning. And, you know, I've got such amazing friends that actually if I have a few people in my life that just shit vibes, then just see you later. <laughs> And it's a bad, it's bad and it's cutthroat, but I think you have to be, because I think it's way more negative to kind of stay around a friendship and let it affect you, but also like bitch about people and be like, oh, do you know what I mean? Just like, don't, like walk away and then don't, don't be pissed off or don't be, you know, I don't know. You look around Instagram and social media and I have to say women are leading the way. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, I feel that too. So what excites you about being a woman right now? I think women are just really sticking together. There's so much less bitchiness. There's so much more empowerment. And actually, it's attractive to empower women, whereas before it kind of be like, it just wasn't as done. And now it's like, you know, people on Instagram are being like, these are people that I like to follow. Whereas, like, I've got friends that are like, won't even tag you in a picture in case you get some followers. And it's so lame. And it's just like, that can't be your life. Like, that is sad. Like, you want to support people. And I've actually got a really creative group of friends. And lots of my friends have brands. And you know what? There's just nothing better than messaging your friend when they've had an event. Or, like, your friend messaging you when, like, you've launched something. Or something exciting is coming up. And just really being there and supportive and empowering each other.
there's just no better feeling. So who inspires you? Whose energy do you really vibe off? And do you want to spend time with and that is, you know, electric and gets you going? So going back to like lots of my friends have brands and I think their energy gets me going. I've got a lot of people around me who are super inspiring, like young women working hard with brands, doing it for themselves, not relying on a man or anything like that. And that inspires me, having people around me that I am inspired by, but also who are just really great people. Um, So I think my friends really, they're just super, they're just an amazing group of women. a lovely Rosie you know she's so much fun to be around we had such a laugh when we recorded the episode she's super hard-working down-to-earth and really grounded as well refreshing I loved how openly she shared about her gut illness and how interested and committed she is to figuring it all out super inspiring she like all the she's electric guests feel so strongly about loving what you do and how this leads to success and happiness in life Hope you enjoyed this episode of She's Electric. Remember, share it with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'll be back next time with another electric woman.